Joining us on the line is the Healthy Italian, author of the Healthy Italian Cookbook. Uh, some delicious, delicious food ideas, great for the whole family. Uh, today, we're going to discuss gut health. Uh, Fina, this comes right in time for uh, Halloween. <laughs> well, like I said, if we can keep a few people from eating the whole bowl, then it might be a good thing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, it's an important topic because we know more and more um, not only are people suffering from, you know, uh, some kind of illness or some kind of condition in the gut, but what we're finding more and more in scientific sort of research takes us to the gut is that 70 to 90% of our immune system is actually located in our gut. And a lot of people don't know that. So our gut flora, what makes up our gut flora, our bacteria, um, they are responsible for a lot of what is happening in the rest of our body. They're kind of like the the center, the control center for what goes on in the body. Wow, so keeping your gut healthy is attuned to keeping your whole body healthy. Yeah, it really is. We're learning more and more that that is the key. Um, We want to keep those bacteria in our body, in our gut specifically, as healthy as possible. And we know that we have good and bad bacteria. Our body's full of both of them. And so there are ways of, you know, getting the good ones to kind of be prominent and to, um, to have a good balance in your body so that the rest of your body works really well. So we hear a lot about uh, prebiotics and probiotics. You see them in TV commercials, radio commercials. You see them all, all over the Internet. Uh, I don't really understand. What, what are these and, and which ones should we be taking? Are we supposed to be pre or pro? You're absolutely right. Um, there's some confusion. The marketplace has kind of sparked now an interest. It's been around for a few years, but people are starting to get on with it where companies are starting to include, as you say, prebiotics and probiotics in their products. And a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, I, I heard it's good for me. Maybe I should pick it up. And of course, um, yes, introducing prebiotics and probiotics into our diet are a good thing. So probiotics are the live bacteria, the yeast that are good for you, especially your digestive system. And they're helpful in um, what, what happens is manufacturers add these live, these live bacteria in products, mostly things that are refrigerated like yogurt, kefir, some cheeses. The prebiotics are a type of fiber that passes through the body and undigested. And the reason why that's important is because it promotes, it kind of spurs the growth and the activity of friendly gut bacteria. So they're kind of like the soldiers that feed the army. So and we they, need we need both of them. We need both. We okay. need both. So the probiotics are kind of like the hit, you know, the army's going in. And so foods with bacteria, the most common probiotic, for example, is lactobacillus. And it's one that you'll find, as I said, in yogurt and fermented foods, and it has different strains. So different probiotics have different strains. And sometimes there are very specific strains because they deal with very specific symptoms, like one might uh, ease the symptom of irritable bowel syndrome. So again, this is a new science, and we're learning more and more about it. And so I don't want people to get get sort of hung up on what kind of strain, but there are different strains of, of probiotics. The interesting thing is we don't have to get so scientific. We just have to eat some prebiotics. So what are prebiotics? Um, How can we get them into our diet? And so the neat thing is that there are like some foods that we know that are very common to us. So things like whole foods, of course, things like um, asparagus and banana and cabbage and fennel and garlic and onions, 
those are all prebiotics. And, you know, they're pretty accessible and they're pretty easy to incorporate into our diet. There might be things that maybe people haven't tried, like Jerusalem artichokes, which are also called sunchokes, which, you know, is kind of like a neat thing. You can go into the grocery store and you can try it out and you can, you can Google how to, I mean, you can just roast them and they're great for you and they're great tasting. But things even like vegetables, um, like berries, um, potatoes, radicchio, legumes are always very good. So chickpeas, you're adding them to a salad, um, you're adding them to a soup, and you're, you're pureeing them really in a dip. Um, nuts and seeds are great, um, and they're, they're great, and they're easy to add to, to a salad or to a stir-fry. Um, things like uh, lots of fiber, so things like wheat berries and wheat bran or oat bran, um, barley and brown rice, those are the kind of foods that, that obviously will give us the fiber, the, the, the fuel that our gut needs to be able to produce that good bacteria or encourage that good bacteria growth. And it, it sounds like this isn't that big a deal. Like, you know, if, if if you're eating the way you've been telling us to eat all along, we're already getting our prebiotics and our probiotics. Yeah, that's right. So we are. I mean, you know, there's times when we need a, an extra hit. Like, for example, when we've used antibiotics, we know that using antibiotics can, can adversely inf- uh, affect the composition of our gut flora. We may need a boost like a probiotic food. Mm. So something that's been a live culture has been added to. But on the whole, you know, if we incorporate those, those type of high-fiber foods, if we, you know, those common-sense things, like you say, that we get enough sleep and we get more physically active and we try and cope with our stresses, all those things, those are also very important strategies to adopt in order for us to constantly have healthful, you know, those, those bacteria in our, in our, um, in our gut. Um, there's also things like fermented foods, which I know that people, just because they're more interested in incorporating something different in their diet, are already using and may be interested in using. And they have been also found to produce or to encourage um, that good gut, gut bacteria. So things like sauerkraut. Um, people may have tried kimchi, which is a fermented cabbage, really well known in the Korean cuisine, miso paste, which essentially is soybean and added to soups. Um, we know it best as a miso soup. Uh, tempeh, which again is a fermented soy product. So these are fermented products. They, they have active live bacteria and they're incorporated in these foods. They're, they're what makes these foods what they are. Uh, so kombucha, kombucha tea, people may have been seeing a lot of that on the store shelves. Um, and, and sour pickles, to some degree, had that live bacteria. So um, the, the thing that we're seeing in the grocery stores are shelf-stable products that are including probiotics and prebiotics. We don't know tons of them work as well as prebiotics and probiotic products, um, the ones that I mentioned. But it's, it's important to know that, you know, we're getting a little bit in, in these products. So things like bread, you're going to see some probiotics or prebiotics added to those. Breakfast cereals, we've got granola bars. We've got, oh, I can't even tell you the other day I walked through the, the shakes and the snack pro, you know, protein bars area, and every second bar was, you know, was marketed to having some kind, some form of probiotic or life culture in it. Um, so it, we're going to see a lot of that, and we're learning a lot more about it. 
And um, it's exciting, but it's also, you know, consumer beware of what is it that you're getting when you're buying these products. Um, but it's important at least to know that we can get it very easily in the produce aisles, um, in, in the sort of the same aisles that, you know, a lot of us have been, have been harping on um, using and, and drawing from when we're using um, ingredients in our kitchen. Well, if you want to know delicious ways to use some of these items that Fina has been telling us about, uh, it's as easy as going to the pages of the Healthy Italian Cookbook, uh, anywhere you get great cookbooks. And uh, you also uh, update things all the time on your website and your newsletter. I do at thehealthyitalian.ca. People can check it out. I actually have an event on gut health on Tuesday night um, in Vaughan, um, but there are obviously information that I always post in my newsletter if you sign up and things on the website that people can draw from. Fina, thank you so much for joining us here on Talk to the Town. Thanks for having me.